Hey, what's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the chat. All right, so in this segment, I'm going to briefly discuss Todd McShay's recent first-round mock draft. And there are a few things that I noticed with this recent update. And now this one is according to his April 1st release mock draft. So I'm just going to go through the first top 10 picks that he has. So he has Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, going to the Jaguars at number one. Number two, Zach Wilson going to the Jets, another quarterback. Number three, Mac Jones, quarterback, going to the 49ers. Number four, Kyle Pitts, tight end, going to the Falcons. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, going to the Bengals. Devontae Smith, another wide receiver, going to the Dolphins. Trey Lance, going to the Panthers, quarterback. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, going to the Lions. Patrick Sertan, second, cornerback, going to the Denver Broncos. And then you have J.C. Horn, another cornerback, going to the Cowboys. Okay, here's my thing with this, what I what I just read. And this is where I'm getting kind of confused at when it comes to these, like, my drives and stuff like this why is Justin Fields no longer in the top 10 and not only that I would like to couple that question with this one why is Mac Jones being considered third pick overall above Fields thinking I always say this about players who are coming out of college and getting ready to get drafted no one knows who these guys are going to turn out to be at all we can make all of the predictions that we want we can say okay this player coming out in the third round is going to be a hall of famer and this guy who's getting taken first overall is going to be out of the league in three years no one knows how their careers are going to shape out at all so as much as the speculation is considered you don't know what's going to end up taking place However, with that being said, the only thing that you can grade these players on is their performance at the collegiate level. So my question is this, how is it that a quarterback such as Justin Fields, who has proven himself at the collegiate level, now is not being considered a top 10 pick with the likes of a quarterback such as a Mac Jones who had about two of the best receivers in the country last year on his team I'm not understanding this just a year ago no one even mentioned Mac Jones literally just a year ago Mac Jones wasn't nowhere near the conversation of top tier quarterbacks expected to come out of this class and it's not like this past season he put up a crazy amount of numbers for that storyline to change. And especially for him to be considered a better quarterback than Justin Fields, I'm not understanding this. I recently listened to Stephen A. Smith and his take on this, and he was just as confused as I am. One minute you're hearing that Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in the draft, to now you're hearing he is the fourth or the fifth best quarterback in the draft. This stuff just seems kind of random. I spoke on another episode where I was talking about Zach Wilson, the quarterback coming out of BYU, and how his stock magically rose. I watched him play a few times. Again, like I said, I don't know. I didn't really see him go up against anyone, any team that that has NFL-level ready players. I watched the game against Coastal Carolina. I didn't really see too much in that game. But again, that was just one game. But At the same time, it's like, how can you say a quarterback is going to be great if they're not even going up against 
decent enough competition on a week-in and week-out basis. And then you have a quarterback who was in the college football championship, and you're saying that he's not going to even be in the top 10. That's crazy to me. I don't understand where they're getting these. And and everything is, is always changing. I'm just really confused as to how someone such as a Mac Jones can be ahead of him. At the end of the college championship game, everyone was saying for the most part, yeah, Mac Jones might be a a late first, early second. Now, all of a sudden, he's a top three pick. Uh, Again, ahead of Fields. I get it. The NFL is a quarterback-driven league. So I understand the inflated stock here and there. So if you go from being a late first-round pick So they inflate your stock a little bit to now you're projected to be a middle first round pick. I can understand that. That's a reasonable enough jump. But for you to go from a late first round pick to now you're being considered as a top three pick over a guy who has played tremendously better than you for the past two seasons. I don't understand that. How are they analyzing these players? And who is doing it? You know what this reminds me of? And I've seen this happen multiple times with a lot of quarterbacks. I've seen this happen to Deshaun Watson, where in his time in Clemson, he was getting ready to come out. He was arguably one of the best draft prospects that year. These are players that have proven themselves for two plus seasons at the collegiate level. And then you're hyping up these other players who we haven't really seen much from. Again, no one knows how their careers are going to turn out, but what it's looking like is they're just whose stock they want to inflate. There was a video that came out not too long ago of Zach Wilson at his pro day. He made an amazing throw. And from that point on, you started seeing other quarterbacks make the same throw at their pro day. And now the narrative is Zach Wilson started a trend. I don't necessarily think it's a trend. I think these other guys are starting to pay attention to what's going on as well, where you see the media hyping up these players that they want to go in the higher picks. And I think these other guys are starting to retaliate as a response to that. Oh, okay, you're going to hype up that kind of throw. All right, no problem. Let me show you that I can do it. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you three throws that look just like that. Oh, you think that is cool? Okay, watch me do this. Hype minds up just as well. You see Justin Fields go and make a, a similar throw. You see a couple other quarterbacks go out and do the same exact thing. I think they're starting to pay attention. And to take a guy such as a Fields, who, again, like I said, he has played amazing the past two seasons, to not consider him in the top 10. And I can understand if you had other players who were, let's say, from other positions, wide receivers, running backs, offensive linemen, you know, they are always touted highly in the draft. But you have three quarterbacks ahead of him. He outplayed Trevor Lawrence in the game in the college football playoffs this past season. And Justin Fields was hurt. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in this draft personally. But There is no one else better than Justin Fields outside of Trevor Lawrence. I haven't seen enough from everyone else to sit there and say, yeah, Zach Wilson is better than him. Mac Jones is better than him. Trey Lance is better. There's no way you can definitively say that. Mac Jones was considered to be a game manager up until two weeks ago. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I remember, like, they were even trying to figure out if he was more similar to A.J. McCarron the quarterback for Alabama a few years ago. Justin Fields has never 
been compared to a game manager. He has never had that title. So how do you go from game manager to third overall pick? Todd McShay, that was his recent mock draft. Trevor Lawrence, number one. Zach Wilson, number two. Mac Jones, number three. Kyle Pitts, right after them. Justin Fields, nowhere near the top five. I don't understand that. But that's all I have on this segment. And let me know what you guys think. Do you think Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in his draft? Do you think he's even worthy of a <laughs> of a first round pick? I mean, it looks like they want this guy to slide out of the first round, but I don't know. That's just how I see it. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.